Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Demi North Dressage Podcasts. I can't wait to start talking to you guys about everything from riding related things and about life in general. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. So today's episode, I thought I would talk to you a little bit more about Rob. Um, it's kind of like a Rob story slash intro sort of thing, like I did with Fleur not that long ago. Um, just so basically you get to know a little bit more about him, about what we've done so far, what our plans are for the future. And so he is a warm blood gelding. Um, born July 2014, so that makes him actually rising six now. He um, was from the Boland Stud in Lancashire. He is registered as Boland Sunset. If you've never seen a photo of him, he's a chestnut gelding. Um, he's very, very smart, very, very striking colour. I'm quite partial to a chestnut anyway I think they're just absolutely gorgeous and he is by Longdean Westminster who is by Veltmeyer and out of Boland Donahit who is a Sandro Hit mare um, and also has Donna Shrey on that the mare side of his breeding as well so he's got some very well respected dressage breeding in his bloodline um but did get the well-renowned Veltmeyer and Sandro Hit attitudes that do come along with their offspring but also the very intelligent traits that also are renowned for their offspring as well I purchased him in the May of 2018, so I have actually almost had him two years now, which is quite scary when I think about it, because it really doesn't seem like it was that long ago. So when I bought him, he was rising four. He had not been backed very long. I think it was around a month, a month and a half perhaps, and... He'd just done very basic stuff. He was still cantering predominantly off of a voice aid rather than a leg aid. Um, So he was a relatively blank canvas when I got him, which is basically exactly what I was looking for. I didn't want to get something that had had a lot of work done with them. Um... I wanted something that I could sort of put my own stamp on and do a large amount of the training myself because I just felt and still do feel that it will give us the best bond that we can have and it's just nice, it's nice training a horse yourself, it's really satisfying training a horse yourself. Um... And it's just, it's just a, it's, for me, it's not only an interesting thing to do and it's not, it's not just that, it's also financially the most feasible option for me to have a very well-bred and very 
a horse with a lot of potential is for me the most financially viable option is to get a young horse backed or lightly backed so that's what I did and he's just got an absolutely phenomenal amount of potential he's he's a very talented young horse but as I mentioned previously he can not be difficult to train um can be quite opinionated and he's very 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 sensitive and obviously the chestnuts are quite well known for being sensitive horses anyway um his breeding has also is well linked to being quite sensitive and quite opinionated um so there's a very fine line with what is enough and what is too much with him you can sort of do a certain amount of something before he decides that's too much so or he gets too clever at it we were training the leg yielding uh sort of middle of last year and it got to a point where every time we went up quarter line he would just leg yield on his own because he'd learned that that was something that we were training so we stopped doing it for months and months and months because every time we got on a quarter line he'd just go himself which great very talented can easily do the movement but I was never asking for it so yeah but we took a step away started training it again a few months later towards the end of the year and train it nowhere near as regularly don't do it I wouldn't even say it's something we incorporate into a session every week because then he ends up doing it like I say, like before, on his own. So he's very, he's a very, very intelligent horse as well, and he picks things up very quickly. And like I said, when I got him, he was still cantering predominantly off of a voice aid rather than a leg aid. And within a week, two weeks of having him home and riding him away, he was cantering off a leg aid and nothing else. He's Pick stuff up very quickly and really likes to learn. So we've done... We've, I've trained him up to a considerable level for his age. Um, but we have had some tricky... Uh, not tricky, tricky's not the right word. Um, some bumps in the road, really, if I'm being honest. Um, he's had quite a few periods of time off with injury or various different things. So towards the end, middle-ish, the end quarter, I'd say, of 2018, we moved yards um ended up moving out somewhere without an arena um and I was told there was 
easy access to one 30 seconds down the road. Turns out I couldn't use that and had to walk 25 minutes down the road to get to an arena, which was very small, wasn't very well maintained. Um, and it was costing me, I think, £15 a time to rent that arena. So it also wasn't financially a viable option to keep walking 25 minutes down the road to use an arena which is costing me 15 pounds and is ending up being almost an hour round trip to walk down to the arena to use and obviously as he was still a young horse then by the time we'd got down to the arena I couldn't ride him for very long anyway because he'd already done 25 minutes of walking down the road Fortunately, the yard was actually in the middle of the new forest. Um, So we just walked out of the gate and we were instantly in hacking area. But again, because it was just me on the yard, um, it meant I had to go out hacking alone. And as he was only just turned four, um, he hadn't done a massive amount of hacking on his own I think before we moved there we'd gone out twice three times on our own um and one of the times we went out we actually did have an accident and I came off fortunately he just ran away a little bit and then stopped and waited for me but it could have been a very dangerous situation because I was alone, um, nobody around, it was early in the morning. So, again, that was just another reason that we left there and then moved to the yard that I'm currently on. And during the period of time where we were at the second yard, he wasn't really being ridden much and then after I had the accident um, I didn't ride for quite a while because I'd hurt my back and hurt my head and he also had an accident in the field where it got, just got quite muddy because it's quite a wet time and started just running around going mental and actually slipped and fell over and so that wasn't good and then the week before We moved to our current yard. He pulled a shoe off in the field and it actually twisted and got stuck in his foot and he got quite a bad abscess and was lame for two weeks and was off work for... I think that winter he ended up being off for all but three months. And then when I started riding again, because he hadn't been ridden for quite a while... Um, he was very stiff and we went to our first show and he was quite nervous and started, when he's nervous or tense, um, he will buck because he gets so tight through his whole body goes sort of like a coiled little spring and he just bucks and 
we went out twice and he did was doing that a lot and then um got home and then was unable to get him up into the canter so he had more time off then and had some physio treatment because he'd got quite tight through his back from the being like a little cord little spring basically uh so he had more time off then and then sort of towards the middle of last year we started doing British Dessage and did a couple of shows and things were going great he was looking really good and then he had I think he then did something else in the field um there was a big group of them all in a massive field together and he loves to run around and he loves to play and it was on a hill and he used to canter down the hill to me which was just petrifying and again hurt himself again um had to have the physio out again because he'd got very tight through the back and the hind quarters um and it wasn't something that I could do anything about because I'm a qualified equine sports massage therapist but it was just way beyond my capabilities um my physio actually also as well as manipulation and manual stuff she also uses a h-wave machine and it was not until she had the h-wave on him for i think about 25 minutes that the muscles all started to relax and soften so there was absolutely no way me neither me nor her would have been able to get in there manually um <clears throat> and then started riding again things were going great started doing a did another show two shows something like that and then sort of towards the end half of last year um he got well yeah and sort of third he got a kick in the field and was on box rest for two and a half weeks um because he got uh, and from the kick in the field he actually got cellulitis and his leg was enormous the smallest cut you've probably ever seen leg was huge it was all pus it was disgusting there's some photos on my facebook page if you want to have a look and then again, I think over that time period, he had, I think it was another three months off because he had the bad back. And then I think I worked him a couple of days and then he got the kick in the field. Um, then I think he recovered couple of mm, yeah I went to turn him out after the injury and he got very 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 overexcited uh jumped up bucked kicked me in the face and the chest um then he was like healed and good a couple of days after that and obviously I was not good I was still in a lot of pain so he didn't get ridden again then 
Um, what else? Oh, he also got a swollen eye for what appeared to have been no reason because there was nothing in it. There was nothing wrong with it in the end. That was only, I think, less than a month after the leg. And, yeah. So, unfortunately, through injury and him being silly and playing, which is fine, it's great, it's nice that he plays and he does that sort of thing in the field with the other horses, but always injures himself because he's just too exuberant. So, yeah, we ended up not doing very much BD last year in the end because of all of the aforementioned things. But we are going to start doing a little bit more um, this year and hopefully get out and do some stuff soon. Um, We've got sights set on trying to do some qualifiers for some stuff. We're just going to go out and do a unaffiliated show at some point um just to go out and do another show because he's not competed for six months so yeah he could be could end up with the nervous little ball of stress again so I thought we might as well just go and do an unaffiliated just get him used to the environment again and then head off to do the BD all over again and see where we go from there really um, obviously qualifying for regionals and stuff would be amazing, but I'm not gonna say that that's the plan because you know what it's like if you set your heart on qualifying for regionals or whatever, like I did last year, something always happens and it, it doesn't happen basically. You always end up thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna qualify for this, I'm gonna qualify for that and all this amazing stuff's gonna happen and da 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 oh. Da, 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 da. and none of it ends up happening because the horse gets injured or you get injured or something happens so I'm not going to set any goals in the sense of a specific thing I want to go to or a specific qualifier or anything like that I just want to go out get some more shows done get some more competing under our belt and just have fun with him, really, and just progress him up the levels at a steady rate that's going to produce me a solid, sound Grand Prix horse that will have a long and successful Grand Prix career rather than producing a horse too quickly, pushing them up the levels too hard, too fast, because you want to get to Grand Prix by the time the horse is nine, which is crazy, when actually the focus should be on the process of getting the horse up to Grand Prix successfully and soundly, rather than that it has to be at Grand Prix by the time it's a certain age. There's no reason for that. There's nothing that says your horse can't still be going out doing Grand Prix at 18. As long as they're sound and they're happy and they can still do the work, that's far more important than them achieving it by a certain age. And that's what the aim is with Rob, is to produce a sound, happy, 
confident Grand Prix horse rather than a horse that's been rushed because I've decided that I want to get to a certain level by a certain point in my life or his life and not have a successful career for either of us. So that's the aim. And, yeah, I'm not really sure there's much else to share with you all, to be honest. Um, Yeah, he's just... He's really opened my eyes to training of a young horse because obviously although Fleur was young-ish when I got her it was nothing like having a rising four-year-old and especially not having one with the sort of brain that Rob's got he's yeah it's it's good and it's made me realize the things that I want in a horse and how I will go about doing things slightly differently for the next one But yeah, so that's sort of it really about Rob. Um, If there's anything else you guys would like to know, you can always message me on Instagram or on Facebook or send me a little email. Uh, Yeah, and I'm happy to answer really any questions you've got, whether it's about the horses or about what I do or anything really. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me. If you've enjoyed this or found it useful, I'd love you to leave a review, share this with a friend, or spread the word on social media. Feel free to tag me or send me a message. It's Demi North Dressage on Facebook.